0: It was some great real nards plow, uh I mean nut shot kicks to the ding dings. It
1: was as clean as it gets.
0: I mean a sexual encounter can be a lot of different things, so they
1: won all year.
0: They never lost. You're, you're talking about now that she's got gigantic tits, right? I get 40 for the action, right? I'm Johnson's full
1: ass. Out. I like a thousand pounds of sex. Why are we talking about it, so? He's on third grade. Gabe, do to Austin for the fucking title. You want
0: to talk about Tony Salt? No, I'm not even close to it. Do you even like wrestling? <laughs> it's gotta be Keeve! You just threw me a fucking dustbin out there. Okay. It's a Vader Bomb! <laughs> I've seen his ass more than I've seen my own ass. She went Nard's Plow. Right? She went Nard's plow on it, and with the Nard's plow, you, you go straight up. And she went like a sideways Nard's plow. Like her plow was crooked. So, do you figure yourself more of a Tarantula or a Mosaic? Oh, and that's when you got the biggest boner you've ever had in your life, right? Just, El all was fighting asses, man.
1: Look at that fucking asshole.
0: <laughs> Doing something nice. What a fucking loser. <laughs> Ready to kiss the man who beats Stone Cold to the Boston Pass. The Pearl River Plunge! It's unsanctioned, you motherfucker! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Jug and plug! jug and plug! <laughs> I bring a goddamn chainsaw to the
1: ring. You wanna ride me? Now, smoking. it! <laughs> Wrestling presents the year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. Kevin Rogue. That's my good friend, Kevin Rowe.
0: Yeah. Thanks, pal. Thanks for not calling me a horse.
1: Yeah, no of them since back in the day.
0: <laughs> back in which day? You know the Man- day. Oh, yeah. No, it was a Thursday, probably.
1: Probably a Thursday. Uh,
0: Thursday, I think, is when most good things happen in general.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you suppose it is about the Thursday?
0: Well, because next you got Friday, so you already have something to look forward to, right? Because you're like, oh, Friday's tomorrow, my work week's over, and then it's the weekend. So for Thursday usually brings people up.
1: Over the hump, so they say. Yeah,
0: yeah over the hump. It is kind of like that in the work week, too. It's like you just got through Wednesday, and now you're just finished. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we made it through series number two.
0: Woo-hoo!
1: And we covered 14 shows, beginning way back at WrestleMania 13, taking us to WrestleMania 14, and should I run down all these sons of bitches here?
0: Yeah, I mean, I might need a little reference, just to give give me the name of the, uh, the uh,
1: not where event, each, I suppose. Not where yeah. each son of a bitch took place yeah from?
0: yeah you don't have to give me the rundown i know where each son of a bitch takes place from
1: oh yeah where'd wrestlemania 13 take place from
0: rouse Mount horizon in chicago illinois
1: okay all right then we got revenge in your house revenge taker in your house cold day in hell king of the ring in your house canadian stampede SummerSlam in your house ground zero one night only live in england in your house bad blood Survivor Series, In Your House, Generation X, Royal Rumble, In Your House, No Way Out of Texas, and WrestleMania 14. Nice. Yeah,
0: that was a good, that was a pretty strong tug.
1: Right? Right. We started this sucker back in April, I think, and we're in a new year already, so. Yeah,
0: it's weird how calendars work, huh?
1: Yeah. it's a, <laughs> The days just keep coming, they don't stop coming, man. Well, all my picks are the best. You don't got any worse picks?
0: No, I'm just saying all of my picks are the best picks.
1: Oh, okay. I get what you're saying there. Yeah. All right, we're going to start off with uh, the big one here. Best and worst show. All
0: right, so start with worst show. What would be your pick for the worst show?
1: There's a lot of middle-of-the-road junk happening here. Yeah. I'd say probably either King of the Ring or One Night Only. Okay. No Way Out was a bit of a shit show as well. But there was yeah. some good action in that one. I, I um... Hmm. That's, I, yeah, that's a tough are, one.
0: Those are actually the, the, the two that I was between. King of the the Ring came to mind first because there's not really a ton of like big memorable moments at King of the Ring. Uh, I I do believe that's where we did get tarantula and mosaic so that's that's pretty huge but outside of that I mean the end even the ending of King of the Ring was shit with was it uh, Ahmed comes out and saves Farouk so like the finish was setting up Monday night Raw. like it, there was just not not a lot of good memorable things that happened in that King of the Ring the tournament was always fun like I was enjoy a tournament but even Triple H winning the King of the Ring didn't really do too much for me so I would say King of the Ring is probably the worst
1: yeah and the one night only pay-per-view was sort of a it was kind of a weird show it was only broadcast in the UK and Canada. And nothing, nothing consequential happened at this show. Mm-hmm. There was the Michael Shamrock main event.
0: Owen oh, <laughs> came back at the end. I mean, there it was. Yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, it was kind of interesting having it be, you know, in your house, Degeneration X, and that porno open. And I guess I'm always going to have a soft spot in my heart for that. But outside of that, not really good. I I would say King of the Ring was the worst of the of the episodes.
1: Yeah, I remember I had something to say about about Ahmed Johnson's performance at that show. I have an idea. I I have a feeling that he's gonna show up in this episode for for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> so I I could I could agree with you with the King of the Ring. As much as I don't want to, it looks like it should be better than it is, but not a great show. It's not. So the best. I'm I'm a Go ahead and take the last one we did here, WrestleMania 14. I thought that was, uh, was a very enjoyable show. That had uh, kind of a mixed bag of everything except for the minis. Mm-hmm. That was a mess. That's one thing that the king of the ring did have. But we had our only, only clean world championship decision which was kind of a little fucked up at the end with Tyson doing the fast code. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's It's clean
1: ish. Yeah. It's
0: like like when you clean something good enough. Right. You know, like when you're, when you're dating a girl and she's going to come see your place for the first time and you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to clean up. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a little time, but I mean, I don't like her a ton, so I'm not going to deep clean. <laughs> I'm just going to make sure it's cleanish. I don't want her to let her. I don't want her to know what a slob she's dating.
1: Right, right. It was as clean as it gets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah, we're not talking about eating hot dish off the floor cleaner. <laughs>
0: I was gonna talk about a hot dish off the floor, anyways. <laughs> it's as clean as it gets. That's what you say right before you go into the the free clinic to get a checkup. Oh, <laughs> it's as clean as it gets.
1: <laughs> Man, so what do you got for a best show there? There, plum bag. I,
0: I I like I like WrestleMania fourteen, but. There's one thing that it doesn't have, which I just can't give it best show. I mean, a lot of it is based on the fact that there's no hitman there. And then how much better of a show it would be with the Hitman. I am apt to go with Canadian Stampede. And a lot of a lot of that is also with the the crowd was so into that event and it made it so much more enjoyable to watch. And it did have a little bit of something for everybody, including Brett, the Hitman heart and the Heart Foundation. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that one, so I would I would go with Canadian Stampede to be my pick.
1: That was a good one too. That that made the final cut here for sure. They both events had some wild and crazy fans. The Stampede probably probably a little more so. They were very loud for the the Hart Foundation. And there was only about five matches on that card, and they were all good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I didn't. I didn't initially um, include this in the categories, but since we just talked about the Canadian Stampede, which was headlined by was it like a five-on-five melee essentially? Yeah. So we had about 5 or 6 melees not including the traditional survivor series matches. Yep. You got a best and worst melee moment at the top of your head.
0: Yeah, uh I would say boy no way out. Yeah. I think that the opening of the main event would would be close to having being the best melee and then they ruined it and made it the worst melee by making it a tag team match in the, like in the middle of the match. <laughs> yeah.
1: so
0: I think I would go with that, that, or I mean the, the war of attrition match also could be labeled as worst melee. Cause it was just a tag team match, nothing more, <laughs> but with, with the, with the main event, it was an unsanctioned, no hold barred, Everything goes the ref's just there to count three. Well, and then of course make sure people are tagging in appropriately. Like it, there was, mm-hmm. so I think I would go best and worst with just that match.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. Just, you,
0: it started off great, man. There's a lot of shit happening. It was, I mean, it's almost too much where it's almost hard to follow. But then when they just broke it up and broke it back into, or broke it down into a tag team match, it, it kind of lost me a little bit.
1: Let's compare and contrast melees here. So first melee of the year, WrestleMania 13, we got the Chicago street fight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. That's kind of setting the bar for melees to come. Uh, last real melee was that one you just mentioned, which started off great and ended up being a tag team match. Mm-hmm. I mean, which one of those are you picking? Do you prefer a more? I suppose that's why you named it best, best and worst. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Uh, the the the. WrestleMania 13 melee with Ahmed and uh, LOD against the nation was a bit overkill. It was just hitting guys with stuff. Yeah. That's kind of all it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember writing down in my notes that I was impressed that Earl had like, you know, reeled those guys into a tag match in the melee at the end of was- the season, but it was, it was a mess. So. I,
0: I was pissed off that he reeled him into a tag team match. I think I even—I might even called him a motherfucker in that episode.
1: I bet you did. We got the—we got the—the the footage R- recording. I don't know if you do. You call a podcast stuff footage,
0: audio footage. Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> no idea, man. No All idea. Right. Where, where we, go? where are we going? Where we going
1: next? Moving, moving right along. So we have best and worst wrestler.
0: Oh boy. Is this do you like want to, wrestler, is this you, like a wrestler of the year?
1: Yeah. Do you do you want to break this up with good guys and bad guys, or should we or is that a different category because that's what the the role that they play? Hmm.
0: Like best heel and best face. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we? Yeah, I, I think we can break them up into two different categories. I think that's fine. We can do whatever we want. It's our show,
1: right? Regardless of heel or face, though. I actually thought about this. Mm-hmm. Put a little bit of thought into it. I'm a, I'm gonna give it to the Undertaker. That was my
0: pick in the prediction show. Oh yeah. Yeah, the preview show. That was my pick.
1: Huh. Yeah, yeah most consistent guy. He's always in the in the scene. He actually got some. Decent opponents this round. So you got Michael skipping out on about half the events, and Hitman's gone for the the back end of this. And Austin's a contender. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. What do you got? I'm going to think about it for a second here.
0: So if I was going to go, like, best wrestler, like wrestler of of the year for this WrestleMania uh, 13 to 14, I think I probably got to take Savio. Uh, he's the only. He's. he's he, he. You want to talk about a guy that's there all the time? Savio's there all the time, right? And he's every time that he's shown up, we've always gotten something good out of it. Outside of the last performance in that horseshit battle royal, tag team battle royal, there's always something fun about Savio being there. He's good in the ring. He's good in the ring. He's the only guy. He's the only guy that we have a 2.5 baseline. If he's in the match or in the one match he wasn't even in, but his involvement brought it up. From probably a negative four star match to a two point five star match, so that's a six point five star turn that he made right there. So uh, it's it, uh, Savio. I like Savio. And if it's yo, know, if it's not going to be Savio, it's you know it's, it's going to be Tarantula or it's going to be Mosaic. It's going to be uh, maybe Battalion, El Torito potentially. Those minis. Those minis. Those really. Man, talk about shaking my drawers out. Those those minis did it.
1: So, well, who's your pick?
0: Uh, wrestler of just wrestler of the year?
1: Wrestler of the year.
0: I'll probably go uh Mick Foley. Mick Foley? Yeah, well, he, what he did was he had three different characters. He he was both face and heel throughout the course of the year. He his matches were always pretty there were they were always Mick Foley type matches and that's not saying a bad thing. But they always feel like they're about to completely fall apart, but somehow stick together, uh, and that's that's why I probably go. I probably go. McFoley, Cactus Jack, Dude Love,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mankind. That would be that'd be my pick.
1: The worst.
0: The worst is probably Ahmed Johnson. Crush wasn't there. That's the problem. Crush wasn't there long enough. And now that you think about it, Ahmed missed quite a quite a bit of time as well. So it's I mean you can throw them both in the sack as far as I, I'm concerned, but
1: I' probably go Ahmed, but yeah, you're right. he missed a lot of action. There was nobody that was
0: there that was consistently bad throughout. you know what I mean like on yeah. every show that poor on every show, just bad performance after bad performance there just there wasn't that there this in, in this of episodes.
1: Godwins maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but see, I like I like Henry L. Phineas is the one
1: that's wrong. <laughs> He's just just holding the team back. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, how about we go with team then? Okay. So, so the tag team division has gone through quite a change. <laughs> I, I I just noticed that this year began with a four team elimination Tag Team Melee ended with a 15-team Tag Team Elimination Melee for the shot at the title. Right. So there's a lot more teams floating around. Um, I think I got to give it to the Outlaws and probably the Godwins are the worst.
0: Okay. That's an intriguing pick. So furnace and Lafon had they been around a little bit longer it would have been easy best tag team easy done
1: yeah best they checked team. out pretty early
0: pretty early but the outlaws didn't come on until later too so I don't know the I mean the outlaws weren't there the entire year there is one team that was consistent was there all year they're always in the picture they even had the straps at one point and that is the bangers
1: mm, the bangers
0: the bangers might have, probably could have to be the, the, the tag team of the year because it's not going to be. It's not going to be what's that? The uh, the blackjacks because they stopped riding again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not going to be. Well, who else would there be?
1: The Harris brothers.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's not going to be the Harris brothers.
1: The new midnight express.
0: They're only there for the last, the last uh, the last, the last uh, run there.
1: Lod two oh,
0: thousand, absolutely not. So I would, I would, I would go with the headbangers.
1: I like the headbangers.
0: Yeah, I figured you might think about going marrow and gold dust. Mm. I know you were really. I mean, that one pretty.
1: I I thought good. it might have potential. That team.
0: You did. You that that team pleased your pants, but uh, yeah, not not uh, not for me. That was the bangers. They there all. I wish I wish furnace and Lafon were there all year. I wish they were. That would have made me very satisfied, but it didn't happen. So, mm.
1: All right. Moving right along here. We got the best and worst new guy. A lot of new guys. This is not to be confused with the best and worst repackage, which is coming right. up next. Well, Kane would be a repackage, right? Yeah. Okay. So we'll put him on the on the side hatch for a second. Anybody pop to mind here?
0: Uh, for a new guy? Best, I don't know that like you have to give it to Taka. He came in, he won a he first, he was the inaugural uh, light heavyweight champion. I mean, all of his matches were good. I think that he would, he would likely have to be the, the best new guy if it's not him, it's Kurgan. But I have my own type of love for Kurgan. So, but probably Taka. I think Taka makes the most sense.
1: What about tarantula?
0: So I was gonna, I wasn't gonna include the minis because they're just they're, they're not they're not around enough. I wish they were because if if the minis were on every episode, it'd be a clean sweep every category for the minis in one way or another. Mm. But I think Tak, I, I, he won the he won the inaugural championship. That's I mean, obviously the lightweight champion is still kind of looked back. It's kind of looked down upon when you're looking at it hindsight. But to crown somebody any inaugural champion is a big thing. I mean, the European Championship, when it came on, crowned by you know, uh, Dave Boy Smith, when they introduced that, that was a big thing when it came in. Uh, so to be the inaugural champion, I think, is pretty huge, especially in opening a new division for the Federation that the Federation really didn't have much interest in having that division. So what a Taka?
1: That's a good call. Elsewhere, we had, I know Shamrock. He was a new guy, him in his zone. Do you got a worse new guy?
0: Yeah, Shamrock.
1: <laughs> He's your guy.
0: I don't. I don't. I don't like him.
1: Hated the zone. I remember that.
0: I hate the zone, man. Can't do the zone.
1: All right. Here's a. So. Yeah. This. Uh. There. There was more. A lot more repackages than straight new guys. Yeah. So. I mentioned Kane. He's kind of an obvious choice for the best. Mm-hmm. Double J is kind of an obvious choice for the worst. I don't know what they were doing with him. Yeah. It was just so... If they were trying to make me hate him more, that kind of worked.
0: That's true.
1: Right? I mean, you got the Blue Brothers becoming the damn uh, DOA. You got Savio, not really a repackage. He just got together with his friends.
0: Yeah, he's got together with his buddies with all of his, his faithful steeds.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So best best repackages came. There's there's I don't think there's there's any way to Argue anybody else got repackaged better than Kane, especially throughout the year. Maybe in the history of the company, nobody's been repackaged better than Kane outside of, you know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, worse repackage, I crush. I know he was repackaged before the start of the year, but. <laughs> Going from going from Shaka Bra to I'm a Bad Guy Crush to I was in prison in Hawaii to to running with it that was bad that was bad all the way around. Uh, I who else would be in the category of worse repackage than Crush? There, I, nothing. Nobody, nobody comes to mind as far as that goes.
1: You got your rockabilly New Age Outlaws—they could be a best, best. repackage, yeah, I suppose. Yeah.
0: No, man, Jesse James—that was the worst. That was the worst. Yeah, you're 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 mentioning the Rockabilly's. That really, Jesse James, country music star, can kiss my balls. <laughs> it
1: was that bad?
0: I hated that, man. I hated that. And he was out there. He was he was dancing. He wasn't like country music dancing. He was. He was he was out on the dance floor. He was rave dancing. And he's he's a country musician. And he comes down singing a song. The song sucks. And then the one, remember the one he walked a kid down the aisle for no apparent reason. <laughs> There's just a kid walking to the ring with him. Yeah, pass. Big pass. <laughs> Honky Tonk talk was right. He is a goof.
1: <laughs> All right. This talk crush will maybe segue us into the best and worst faction. Uh, these are the years the, the times of the, the gang wars here in the Federation. Yeah. We got Los Bariquas, we got the disciples of Apocalypse, we got the Heart Foundation, Nation of Domination, DX. It's a whole whole pile of guys. Yes. You gonna you give the worst to DOA out of uh association with crush?
0: That's what I was trying to figure out because I know that DOA is not my, they're not, they're not my cup of tea. The truth commission was bad, but they had Kurgan and Kurgan. I mean, he sidewalked him, slammed him, his team to victory there at the survivor series, but then they fell apart relatively quick too. DOA was there all year and bad all year. So I I probably end up going with DOA like yeah you know, we didn't I don't think we watched a match where we went oh man that was a pretty decent DOA match except for the one against when when Kurgan walked right through him so and the only reason why that was good was because Kurgan crushed crushed him so I don't think
1: was I don't Kirk, think was Kurgan but, your wrestler of the year pick
0: we'll get there but
1: okay.
0: we uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> now we already think, got there but. We yeah, did. I,
0: I, I, I remember Sabio, Savio. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Kur- Kurgan is a uh, <sighs> truth commission is not good, but they weren't there all year and they weren't bad all year. We watched a lot of DOA and out of all the DOA that we saw, was there ever a time where, man, I'm going to, I can't wait to watch that match again or shit. What a performance by the DOA. It was always something bad. So I think I go DOA based on that, not solely the the crush part of it, but I think crush always being part of it lends to it always being bad. If that, if that makes
1: sense, right? This this isn't a, isn't a category here, but worst, I think worst entrance or exit spot. Probably both of them go to the DOA um, with an assist to Vince McMahon when when they came. They come down with their. Uh, with their motorcycles, clearly trying to evade everybody so they don't run into them. And McMahon just selling, like, they're, they're trying to run everybody over,
0: you know. Oh, that's, right. that's a bad that was McMahon, a, yeah, but. Is that Survivor uh, Series, right?
1: <laughs> probably.
0: When everybody was clearly, like, hugging the, the guardrails and they drove yeah. it right in the middle,
1: yeah. just, just all the, the bullshit with the bikes. Come on now. And them being pushed as, like, face guys just because they ride bikes, basically. Right. Yeah. It was strange. Yep. All right. The best. Uh, Tough call here.
0: I don't think it's that tough.
1: You don't think it's tough, huh? No. You're, You're going with the hearts?
0: Oh, maybe it's tougher than I thought. I got a Okay, so I got a 1 and a 1A. Eh? <laughs>
1: okay, what, the Bariquas? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Give me a final plug for the Bariquas.
0: So the Bariquas all year did nothing but put on entertaining, fun matches. They were good in the ring. Savio always adds something, no matter if he was in the ring or, or, or not in the ring. He, when he's involved in the match, not involved in the match, he always added something positive to the show. And then when the Barriquas came together, those guys could wrestle. They could wrestle a really good match. Big mistake giving them the mics, asking them to rap their song to the ring. That was a bad That was a bad idea. I think we all agreed on that. And we moved past it. But the Barriquas, and even look how tight they were as a group. The nation, they started showing, right? They crumbled. They started falling apart. Uh, the Truth Commission fell apart. DOA, fall apart. No crush, right? All the other great factions, these bands of brothers, Falling apart, who stuck together, tried and true, ran strong, always there for one another. That's the barriquas, barriquas, man. Barriquas.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go with Degeneration X.
0: You would, what? But the Heart Foundation are better. <laughs>
1: Our foundation was good. I was thinking, you know, they weren't around for the whole time. And DX wasn't around for the whole time. The Barique was do got the consistency. I'm not sure they won a match. Did they win no, a match?
0: The Bariquas did nothing but win a match. You said that bullshit on one of the episodes. You're like, are they going to win a match? They won all year. They never lost. So you consistent, good, winning matches, entertainment value, Stars is what the barricos were. They were stars.
1: Can you name the rest of the barrios?
0: What do you mean, can I name the rest of the <laughs> Can I name the rest of the barriquis? That's a silly question you'd ever Like my favorite uh they're like my favorite uh faction. <laughs>
1: What's the name of the guy with the, the hair all over the place?
0: Well, the, well, first you got uh, Savio Vega, of course, right? And then you got Miguel.
1: <laughs> you pull it up there.
0: You got uh, Jose. And you got Jesus.
1: All
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. Savio, Miguel, Jose, and Jesus. I think Jesus was the one that uh, was a little hairier, but. Hmm. Might have been Miguel. Sometimes I sometimes I get those two mixed up. You know, <laughs> do you know the do you know who the the damn Truth Commission guys are?
1: Sniper and Recon and Jackal and Kurgan. All right, all right. Now we're gonna go with best and worst ass spot.
0: Best and worst ass spot. Fuck my ass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This was sort of a novelty, a novelty idea until our last show. I got to give the, the, the ass spot of the year to Shawn Michaels in his championship defense at WrestleMania fourteen. Uh, he's trying to get to the outside, goes between the between the ropes. Austin grabs his trunks, yanks him down, throws him across the the ring. They do a. They do a Irish whip exchange. He gets deposited. Does a flip over the top rope. Pants still down. Lands right on right and right and Triple H's schnoz.
0: So you're saying that's the best?
1: I think that's the best.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know for sure. I remember the Austin. Remember Austin Michaels at uh, in your house.
1: Yeah, it seems like whenever you saw Michaels, there was an ass spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I don't know if I call it the best ass spot. I don't, I don't know. We did just way too much Michael's ass, man. All all damn year, there it was a Michael's ass parade. If he was in the ring, you're seeing his ass. And I, I like I said before, I think it's in the first run of episodes we ever did. I've seen Shawn Michaels' ass more than any other wrestler's ass. I've seen his ass more than I've seen my own ass. And I don't need to. Like, I don't need to. <laughs> You're right. That's probably the best ass spot. Like that was probably the funniest one, but I don't need it.
1: Here's a little more fun, more of a fun category. This is going to take some, some, some thought here, unless something just pops right out at you, but best and worst low blow.
0: Oh boy.
1: Is Sorry. First of all, is there a bad low blow? Is there there, such thing? Well,
0: one comes to mind right away, and it was the, the china on Owen at WrestleMania 14 because she didn't sink it in. She kind of went sideways on it. So,
1: okay.
0: and she went Nard's plow, right? She went Nard's plow on it. And with the Nard's plow, you, you go straight up. And she went like a sideways Nard's plow, like her plow was crooked.
1: <laughs> I know the spot you're talking about.
0: Yeah. So that would be worst for me. There was a lot of really good. And there was there was some great real Nard's plow, uh, I mean nut shot kicks to the ding dings. Uh, there was a thwap. I might I mean the thwap was thwap was great when Farouk thwap. I forget who it was off the top of my head, but when he threw a thwap on the guy at the, that in your house, that was fantastic.
1: And some face plant to the to the pills.
0: Yeah, golly! Maybe. I want
1: to I want to give an honorable mention to Phineas Godwin for his uh, his face plant into the junk on one of the Quebecers. That was the lone high spot of their contest at, in your house. <laughs>
0: that was that was a bad that was a bad match. I I think best boy best is a hard. I think best is the hard is the harder out of the two because there were so many good ones. I. Part of me is inclined to take China hitting Sarge in his pink torpedo.
1: Okay, yeah, uh, that was a good that was a good blow to the torpedo.
0: Yeah, that's that's that that one's pretty high up there. There was one other one that I, I thought of, but now it is uh, it is it's quickly escaped my mind. So I guess I got to go with uh, with China hitting hitting the Sarge.
1: A couple other couple other there, these were were plentiful throughout the year. And I'm sure, you know, as soon as we get done with our episode here, something's going to pop into mind that would take the whole cake here as far as low blows go. But uh, the, it was a tandem move. It was, I think, The Rock and D or is Rock and somebody else from The Nation? Somebody was holding the legs up, and then The Rock just did kind of his, you know, his why, wind, why wind up punch yeah. to the jerk. The that was good. Marrow doing the. I would, that's the one I was thinking of. To the ball Marrow, bag.
0: Marrow on bean. Yeah, that's where I'm going, man. Marrow hitting beans, little beans, man. That, that is definitely, that's the one, man. Yeah. Marrow.
1: <laughs> Boom. Right, the junk. Right. <clears throat> Next up, we got the best and worst manager of the year of...
0: Uh, there wasn't much for managers. Paul bear was there all year consistent. Right. But outside of that, there wasn't, there wasn't too much Sable, uh, kind of a manager slash valet. Obviously we're getting to that time period now where there's no real, you know, they they, they don't differentiate as much anymore between manager and, and valet. I think that I would, I, I think Jackal, Jackal probably did a hell of a job as a manager. He was the best. I don't know. Paul Bearer, Jackal,
1: was Clarence Mason oh. was he there?
0: He was only there for like the first maybe three episodes that we did, maybe. So Paul Bearer had a big story the entire year. Yeah, I think Paul Bearer is likely to be the the would be the best manager pick. But there's not a lot. There's not, not a lot to pick through. And that does not it's not saying anything against Paul Bearer because I think he, he does a hell of a job.
1: Got cornet. respectable showing.
0: Yeah, here and there, here and there.
1: Honky Tonk,
0: Honky Tonk's fantastic. He just, he just didn't have the staying power.
1: I'd probably go with Paul Bear for yeah. for the best, and the worst is the worst is kind of tough here.
0: Well, because there's no, there's nobody like if you're looking at the scale of here's who we had for the year, right? We had Clarence Mason. We had Jim Cornette. We had Sable. We had Sonny, I guess. I mean, for one event we had, you know what I mean? Like there, there just wasn't a lot of managers out there. We we have Rick rude for an event. You know, it it was, there's just, there just wasn't a lot of consistency.
1: Yeah. China, China's an honorable mention for the best. I think
0: China could be the best. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Just her her body of work with various low blows. Yeah. Um. Help dictate the fate of many of the contests this year. Yeah, We're, I think
0: I actually I go China. I think thought you mentioned it. Yeah.
1: Worst, maybe I go with Sable, just because she didn't really enhance her. You know her. She didn't help out Mark Mero. <laughs> <laughs> right, like she right. buried her guy. That's not what a good manager does. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I think Sable would be the worst, too.
1: Uh, we got the theme song. Got a lot of good ones. Got a few real bad ones. Uh, I'll start with the worst. Easy pick could be Jeff Jarrett. Whatever the hell Jeff Jarrett's doing now. Yeah. Comes out with just this awful, can't even de- describe how bad it is, music. And he is narrating. Uh, there's all the other wrestlers, and then there's Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, right. It's it's bad. Yeah, it's uh, bad. Rockabilly. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about Rockabilly. <laughs> um,
0: I feel pretty good about
1: Rockabilly. <laughs> of course, the Honky Tonk Man song that makes an appearance. Yeah. Um, but there's there's plenty of badass tunes. The DX tunes badass. Austin's, of course, the Hitman's a classic. Kane's what go, theme.
0: What do you what do you pick as worse then?
1: Worse is probably Double J. Going
0: to go Double J. Okay. Um, so I I am going to say Owen Hart. His music when he comes back is the worst. And the only reason why I say that is because they went from a great theme song and gave him a shitty theme song whereas Double J when he came he was gone and he came back repackaged and they gave him a repackaged theme where Owen wasn't even gone that long and he comes back and now they got this really shitty uh, theme song for him his entrance music was bad so I would go Owen Hart
1: the best
0: Boy, that sh- it's hard not to go with the shattering of the glass in Steve Austin.
1: Mm. As far as get really- up, get up and go, that's uh yeah that's like the you know, you hear the opening chords of it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. Yeah. Same type of deal.
0: Same thing, yeah. Where
1: do you where do you put the live performance of <laughs> Los yeah. was wrapping oh, themselves to period. the ring?
0: I mean it's not up there. It's not high up there. I'm not I mean I'm not that much of a of a homer that I would say the the, the rappers of or the brief was rapping or it's gonna be in the top five, but it probably makes the top ten.
1: What's it Taka? Taka's had the had the uh kind of the video game sounded theme. Right?
0: Oh yeah, blow me, man. That was that's that's actually I changed my pick. No song that I heard all year wanted me to like inspired me more to run out my front door go across my yard and start beating the fuck out of my neighbor and so <laughs> that one gets me up man that one gets me hyped. i bet you if if i had that song in my earphones i could do unlimited push-ups i could do push-ups forever as long as that song was playing man that one that, that song could fuel an 18 wheeler that song is amazing
1: it's a good tune
0: You're damn right, is and I appreciate you reminding me. Sure thing. That's my pick. Taka. Taka song.
1: All right. We got about a handful of categories left. Let's let's give the minis some love. Yeah. I don't know. You want to go best and worst mini, or you want to go like a high and a low of the mini? As I say, there's no worse.
0: There's no worse mini, man. Come on. Who would you give worse mini to?
1: Maybe, who is the Batel Young?
0: You would give it no way, man.
1: I don't know if he meets the specifications to be a mini. He was, he was like twice as big as Max.
0: Yeah, Max is the smallest mini. He was like the smallest guy that was ever birthed.
1: They should have really given us some criteria like, okay, you know, this is, this is the cutoff for being a mini. It just seemed like an unfair advantage. But I suppose it's you know, heavyweight championship match. You got Andre the Giant, the heavyweight. I guess right. battle Yon is like the Andre the Giant to the Minis, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so if I
0: if I had to pick a, a least favorite mini, it'd probably be Max Mini. Same. Because it, it's it's kind of like that uh, Roman Reigns effect. <laughs> they really like, they really wanted you to love Max Mini, and if you tell me that I have to love it, I'm, I don't want to love it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like they're they're raping your mind, <laughs> like you must, like you must, like you must like. They keep on jamming it in your face, and I'm like, God, get it out of my face! I don't, I don't want it. I don't want to like it. Don't like it. So best, it's really tough because there are pretty much everybody but Max Mini are my favorites. uh, Batollon, uh El Torito, Torito. Torito. Man, Tarantula. i to probably go with Tarantula because he was the only one out of all the minis, uh, Mosaic and Tarantula, that could be described as a mood. So that's 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 where I like him,
1: more, right? I like the, the half bull, half mini uh, Torito. He'd be my okay. pick. All right. For, for best mini. Appreciate the minis. They were a great addition to this year. Love the minis. All right, just a few left here. We got another kind of fun one: best and worst foreign an object.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, so I have a pretty obvious one for worse right away.
1: <laughs> Is that from the last show, yeah, the uh, <laughs> plastic dustpan. The
0: plastic dustpan, because it's the only one that got like in it, the plastic. It got thrown into the match. And it didn't even get used, and it got tossed the fuck out of the match. So that would be my, my pick right away for worse uh, for an object. Uh,
1: so that one didn't even get used.
0: No second second worse, it might be that uh, that foam cooler that Hawk used. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that made for a hell of a hell of a visual when he when the thing exploded. But it was it was merely a foam. Cooler. Yeah. Mm, what are you, what are your thoughts on the chainsaw?
0: Uh, the chainsaw was ridiculous too. And Terry Funk, it's like it's always nice to see Terry Funk, but he, he brought some ridiculous shit with him, didn't he? Chainsaw Charlie might be the worst repackage I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot
1: sure about I, mean. I forgot about him for a repackage, yeah. Yeah. But that's I think
0: best. Foreign object. I think you kind of you, you probably go with all the classics, right? The steel chair was steel chair was a banger. <laughs> this right between mm. WrestleMania 13 and 14, so you probably got to go with with any of the classics. I think it's okay there.
1: Steel chair is good. There's a there's a good two by four spot. I re- yeah. remember at WrestleMania 13 is notable because Big Hawk swung and missed, and the thing went up in the air and he caught it and it was slick yeah um yeah, yeah steel chair is always good an ounce table uh, that's not really a foreign object um uh, what do you think of the brass knucks i
0: Love think them.
1: that i think that i think the rocks use of the brass knucks uh might have been like kind of most clever use of a foreign object yeah and he, he shoved him shoved him next to Shamrock's ball bag. Right. And uh, and I'm getting a DQ win. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that really stands out above the classics. Most of the big spots, I guess, were chair shots this year. The wrench.
0: Oh, man, that wrench. That was, that was evil. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad. It was so bad that is it good? Or is it so good that it's bad? You'd have to ask Dean Douglas. He'd do a chalkboard breakdown for us. Yeah, that wrench was pretty far out. And, you know, that looked probably the worst out of, and I mean that in a good way, that looked the most uh, killer out of any, like all the steel chair shots and all that kind of stuff. Those were violent. They looked, I mean, they looked cool as hell, but dangerous as hell. Mm-hmm. They sounded, I mean, they sounded right. They sounded dangerous. But that wrench to the fucking head of uh, Vader, that looked like he killed him. So that might be the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got a new contender for worse. How about the fucking microphone that dropped down during that match for no reason? Because <laughs> that was foreign as shit, right? That shouldn't have been there at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> that Mike just dropped down into the ring and, the, the, and then Judge dropped a little bit more right before the tombstone. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a contender as well.
1: Uh, Michael's used part of the drum set against stone cold and 14. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with you with the, the worst. And I think we covered all the best as well. All right. We had a lot of these best and worst stipulation match. I mean, we got Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. We got the Dumpster Match. Mm-hmm. We got the I Quit Match. Yep. It's a classic. It would count, I suppose. Um, what else we got? 15 guys, everybody get in there match.
0: 15 teams, the Battle Royale.
1: 15 teams, yep.
0: Got the War of Attrition.
1: huh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the worst stipulation match cuz that was a damn dead man tag. There's no attrition there. Yeah. S- single elimination bullshit. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was that That gets the Chicago, pick for the worst.
0: Chicago Street Fight at 13.
1: Oh, yep. Yeah. I think there's just a regular steel cage match as well that we argued about.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, I think you're going to say like worse stipulation or anything like that. You say war of attrition match because there was no like there was no stipulation. It was just just ten man tag. Mm
1: -hmm. The I didn't I didn't like the rules of the fifteen team battle royal. Yeah. Mm.
0: You know what else I didn't like? Huh? That damn tag team match at WrestleMania 13, the four corners tag match where the winner got a shot at the title the following night on Raw. Yeah. I, I didn't care for that either. And don't give it Don't give it to me tomorrow night. It's WrestleMania. It's the biggest show of the year. Give it to me tonight.
1: Yeah, I don't think they had a tag title match that night.
0: Yeah, it was uh, Owen and Davey, Vader and Mankind.
1: Okay, so they did. Still. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They, yeah, it was the same deal at the 14, I think, winner got the title shot. Uh, dumpster match, a lot of fun in that one. Hell in a cell. It was the first one. You can give that, give it, give it to that one. I'd probably give it to the hell in a cell.
0: So that's the best. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that.
1: Uh, A couple of, yeah, there's at least, at least one casket match too. Payne and
0: your taker and Michaels. Yeah. But like the ending of that one kind of took away from it for me.
1: The homicide? Yeah. The homicide. All right. Now we got the best and worst finishing maneuver.
0: <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I've been making fun of your pick all year. All fucking year because you said uh, you know what I'm going to do I'm going to go with the Kane tombstone it's the Kane tombstone it's not nothing like it it's so much better than that. it's the Kane tombstone so what's your best finishing move cowboy
1: man if this Kane tombstone would put, put away the Undertaker Wrestlemania 14 in one shot this would be the best finishing move maneuver Uh, We saw a couple different varieties of the cane (laughs) tombstone. The first one, he did that funky 360 little dance thing. Right. You know, he he does that bit where he just gets right down and looks intimately into his victim's eyes when he covers them.
0: Yeah. Intimately into his victim's (laughs) eyes.
1: (laughs) I mean, your finishing maneuver, though. is really just a, a, I think it's really a preference thing. because um, you give it to the stunner, right? And you much know, of, th- much in the same way you'd give the best music to the stunner.
0: I think, I think that that the stunner is a solid choice and I don't think anybody would fault you for it, but I really grew to love the mandible cloth throughout the duration of the season because he was oh, earlier. mandible. Earlier in, in the first few couple episodes, he was putting it on from different angles. He was, you know, what I mean? he was really using that mandible claw very, he was, it was versatile. Not saying that Austin can't hit the stunner from a lot of different uh, positions or anything like that, but he was really using, he was really showing the flexibility of the mandible claw, and I really appreciated that. So I, I might go mandible claw.
1: Hmm.
0: Plus, it's a move that you can put on, like he could put that on Andre the Giant, and it's still a believable Thing like, could you imagine Andre the Giant taking a stunner? Mandible Claw is—it's a it's, yeah. It's, he
1: could uh, slap it on anybody, I suppose.
0: Yeah, so I, I think I'd probably go with with Mandible Claw.
1: The worst—I mean, I saw a, one of the one of the worst things ever when Ahmed Johnson did his Pearl River plunge on the outside of the. Outside of the ring. Yeah. And I think he injured himself. Yeah. Um, that's an easy pick for me. Ahmed was just acting a fool this season.
0: <laughs> he really, he really was. I'm just trying to think if there was anything, any other like finishing moves that st- stick out in my mind as being something that wasn't uh that would be a contender for worse.
1: I don't know if the DOA had a finishing move, any of them.
0: No, probably not. I can't think of anything. You know, maybe, uh, nah. I was going to say for a second there, I thought maybe Ken Shamrock's ankle lock. I don't really care for that.
1: The so Rock doesn't have much of a finishing move at this point?
0: No, beginning it's of the year, he like had that shoulder breaker, you know, the drop kick, yeah, which are both pretty sucky. God, what about uh, Road Dog? He had that swinging neck breaker finish, mm. or no? He had the pump handle. Rockabilly had the swing, uh, swing neck breaker. He had the shake, rattle, and roll.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Did the Godwins have a hold? Did Bradshaw have a hold? There's a lot of yeah bad Rockabilly. action. Yeah. Um speaking of bad action coming down the home stretch here best and worst match a lot of contenders here <laughs> a lot of duds in the worst match category yeah i know uh I hate to reopen this wound but i know you were looking forward to seeing the quebecers again they really stuck the joint up with <laughs> <to> the godfriends <laughs> yeah and you had that the- they had the Blackjacks, I think, in the Godwins and LOD in the Godwins. Nobody's getting anything good out of the Godwins and vice versa.
0: That's true. And so when you say worst match of the year, of the year, WrestleMania 13 to WrestleMania 14, my mind uh, like just goes right to the Quebecers and Godwins. <laughs> right there. And I would have, like, in my head, I would have thought, boy, there's got to be, it's got to be a DOA. Like, the War of Attrition match, was bad like not good at all but it wasn't as bad as the Quebecers and the Godwins and there was there we had a lot of bad in the beginning like the beginning couple first in your houses that we covered king mm. of the ring had some bad matches but Quebecers godwins no <laughs> no
1: it just did kind of pop out that way and as just you described it beautifully in the Think we captured it for the intro of the of that episode? Just all the things that were wrong with that match. Right.
0: It was it was a um, it was a snowball of shit. It started out a little bit bad, and then just progressively got worse. <laughs> out of this giant pile of shit sitting in the ring. end ended doing? with a fucking clothes. Like I, that's the other thing. <laughs> because you know, when you have a shitty match, it can be saved by a really great finish. A really great finish will make you forget about how bad the match was up until the finish, just the same way as a really bad finish can make you remember how or make you forget how great a match was up until the finish. Now, had they done something amazing for the finish of that match, we would probably talk about it in a different light. But they had a really, really bad match to a clothesline finish. It sucked. It was the worst. It was the worst.
1: how about the best there big guy i
0: don't know doa and uh the truth commission survivor series (laughs) no so my my pick for best is going to be it's going to be probably a little bit different um i really uh, i'm having a hard time not picking the main event at canadian stampede
1: oh yeah was... and a lot
0: of that i mean that was that was that seemed like an important moment like that they made that match seem very special mm-hmm. and the audience was a little, i mean there there was something to that match that made me really really love it um obviously bret hart being injured he was injured for a lot of the the this this run of episodes this, this season so we didn't get a lot of his best work but his work it, no matter it, you know, at twenty percent, Bret Hart is is better than one hundred and twenty percent Crush. So, you get like you still get a great match out of Bret Hart even when he's injured. So, that match is super high on my list. And the other match that that comes to mind is Austin and Michaels at in your house. Not the WrestleMania 14 one. Not, not to say the WrestleMania one one wasn't good, but them at in your house I thought was a better match.
1: That was fought to a no contest. Which yeah. I didn't care for, but yeah, good match for sure. I really like the Bitchinoku Pantera match. I never yeah, seen I never seen Ray Rey Mysterio or Hoovie or any of those guys throw out some of this wild shit Pantera was throwing down. You know, you got your obvious choices, Austin Hitman at the Mania. Yeah. Um, All time classic match. Austin and The Rock had a real good five minute match. Um, what was it? Second to the last show of the year, I think. It was an IC
0: championship match. The match was not the match was not long, but the, the theatrics in the match that kind of added more time to it. Obviously,
1: yeah, it was super, it, just very very exciting. Kind of redeemed that show. Whatever I think it was the dX in your house, which was a on the lower echelon of shows for the year um, most of the main events were shit shows, yeah most of the co main events were shit shows as well. There were very few clean finishes this year, which was a low of the year um, mm-hmm. but I think we I think we covered some of the, the I I agree that that um that match at the Canadian Stampede that was a pretty special deal. Yeah. I think I picked the Hell in a Cell, Bad Blood, which is a good match. Uh there's you know, been that, there's been more hells hells and cells since then though and that that was kind of a the Canadian Stampede thing was kind of a something that, that happened once and that was it, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that if we were talking minis, I think I'd probably go with Mosaic and Tarantula.
1: Singles match.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, remember, Tarantula was was all he was. One hundred percent bowl in that in that match. Like he was character. Like he he had passion for the character that he was playing. And I really appreciated that. See that or the, the six man mini tag, which is pretty good. Sonny kind of fucked up a lot of stuff in it, but it was still very, it was still very good, man. I, I really liked the minis. The minis were a real high spot over the course of the year for me.
1: They were a pleasant surprise. Yeah. All right. What else we got here? Okay. So we got best interview segment and worst interview segment. <laughs> i know you're you're you had a you had a prediction for the worst interview segment with the what was it the rock and uh slick willie's mistress yeah you're sticking that, with that pick
0: no no, but that is number two
1: <laughs> got that right that-
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um uh, Hawk, an animal. The LOD, the booger, the booger <laughs> promo. Yeah. Nope, not cool. Not okay.
1: That was pretty bad. It's the worst. There was some bad LOD promos. Mm-hmm. That was that was the worst.
0: That was the worst.
1: You got you got the best.
0: You know, I, so Bret Hart is fantastic and he's pretty much always fantastic no matter what, but I really like, and I think I forget what event it was at the top of my head, but he was just doing like a regular Bret Hart kind of promo and Vince told him that everybody there was booing him when it didn't really seem like everybody was booing him. And he's like, what are you? Uh, you know do you care do you even care what these people think brett hart just goes yeah i do like it seemed to me like, he gave a nice honest promo that i liked yeah he, he had good promos all year too so i probably I, I probably do that boy another one that could be worse is that that's gold dust singing three eggs and green eggs and ham man that was
1: oh yeah
0: brutal anytime gold dust was around it was pretty bad but I, I think I enjoyed that part for. I think I enjoyed it more for Bret Hart than anything else. Yeah, that, that,
1: that, that interview segment. Yeah, those, those gold dust segments were bizarre. He lived up to his name. The interview with the Nation of Domination, the last one that we got <laughs> before Fair. the War of Attrition.
0: Was yeah, talking, good. Talk, talking to the leader.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, the Rock takes the mic and Fruit, you know, scolds him. And then the Rock just spends the, the whole interview just giving it to the camera. It was pretty good. I mean, anytime Stone Cold told us he was going to kick somebody's ass, that was enjoyable.
0: Yeah, that was always fun.
1: Mm. You got the Triple any...
0: H, the Peace Pipe?
1: Oh, yeah, the Peace Pipe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty goddamn good.
1: What what about Honky Tonk when he's talking about his? Uh, do you count that as an? That no, that was just a guest appearance, really. Right,
0: Honky Tonk when he was when he was scouting earlier yeah. in the
1: year. Yep.
0: yeah, he was great, but yeah, I don't think that I count that as an interview spot.
1: Okay. There was a lot of good on television that we didn't cover specifically in these episodes.
0: The the better programming was the TV programming as opposed to the pay-per-view programming.
1: Yeah, that's something interesting about this year. Is a lot of these shows were a letdown if you take them as a whole. Yeah, But most of the stuff I remember from this era was stuff that was on TV. Yeah. So I think that, that about takes us To the end of the list here, we got one more category left. Uh, before, Before we get to that, though, this might be an easy question, but do you take WrestleMania 9 to 10, or do you take 13 to 14?
0: Not that easy of a question, quite honestly. I think that some people would say, well, it's obvious that it's, you know, 13 to 14, that's really the birth of the attitude era, all this other shit's going on. But it's not that easy because you are comparing eras where things are changed. Like the characters of nine to 10, there's a lot more fun in the characters. There's not a lot more fun in the matches. There's, 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 the wrestling is different. Uh, I'm, hmm. It's one of those things we almost got to say, like, is the bad worse than the bad? And is the good better than the good? Mm. I think that the good from 13 to 14 is probably, probably better than the good from 9 to 10. Mm. But I don't think that the bad is as bad. So I think that the, the, the peaks are higher in 13 to 14, but the valleys are much lower so it was I mean 9 to 10 was very enjoyable didn't think it was going to be the didn't think it was going to be super enjoyable but but it was pretty damn enjoyable uh and I think some of those watches were a little bit less uh laborious than than some of the ones that we just got through so it's I think that you can make the argument that a 9 to 10 was was uh was a better was a better run all right
1: all right last category here we got Feud of the year and shit feud of the year. So I would say shit feud and easy contender would be any of these factions who were feuding, you know, I'm in the nation. That's going to get my vote. Not a good yeah. feud. He joined the nation and then he got hurt. Yeah. And then he was against the nation again. He didn't know what he wanted to do. It was just bad. Mm-hmm. Nothing good about that. The artist formerly known as Gold Dust, uh, I don't know who he was feuding with, but that was bad. Uh, <laughs> he was. Would you, uh, would you call Mero and Sable a feud?
0: I think that it was starting towards the end. The feud of the their feud was starting towards the end. There, um, closer to WrestleMania 14. Um, no way out. You know, I think their feud was around that time so I, w- I wouldn't say that they were feuding quite yet
1: I think my selection for the best is probably going to be Paul Bear and The Undertaker
0: yeah yeah I think that that's Paul Bear and The Undertaker certainly works
1: I so you got, you got Michaels Austin, Austin Hart as well happening at the Hart, same time there. Uh, Hart and Michaels Art and Michaels, yeah.
0: I mean, there's a the, 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 they have a lot of good setup feuds there. Uh, I think obviously what ends up being the best over the duration of the next you know whatever twenty years is Kane and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So you probably, I would probably say Paul Bearer and the Undertaker just just based on the introduction of of Kane and then obviously Kane is around forever. So that was probably the biggest, most important feud. Well, I mean, I don't know if I can say most important feud. Uh, Strictly on screen, yeah. Kane, Undertaker, and Paul Bearer.
1: And there you have it. So I I enjoyed this batch of episodes. Took us most of the year to get through this year of. Uh, We covered about April to 97 of 90, until April of 98. And lots of change happening here. We got a couple of the couple of the biggest stars from both of these periods that we covered michaels and the Hitman, are both out the door at the end of this year and we got austin and the rock shooting all the way up to the top and we got the taker still hanging out at the top you know he just got to the top when he got there and just stayed for a couple decades (laughs) uh yeah i i enjoyed this batch of episodes it was it was laborious to get through a lot of that in your house shit a lot of bad tag team wrestling yeah so many (laughs) clotheslines but do you uh yeah you got any you got any other highs or lows you want to uh cover from the year before we see what we got next year yeah
0: so big thing that and i i thought about this for a long time I was going to present it to you, uh, the screw job. Right, that happened in a run of episodes. Huge, obviously, huge mm-hmm. happening. Now, WrestleMania 14 sean Shawn's gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Brett was gone after Survivor Series. So what's that? Four months roughly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then sean has gone. Uh, Brett's in WCW. His career's over. Mm-hmm. The screw job. Mm -hmm. was it worth it in hindsight would you have hitched your wagon to Shawn michaels being the person that he was during this time period being being the dick that he was during this time period to everybody stirring the shit up and then let and then screwed over bret hart who's been an absolute stud for you for i mean as long as he's been a stud for you I mean, it just it in in retrospect, it seems like the silliest damn thing you could ever do, because like I said, as soon as Mania '14 is over, HBK is gone. So now you don't have Bret Hart and you don't have HBK.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about this quite a bit at the end of the Survivor Series episode. Do you think McMahon gets launched into his role without this, though? we're talking to we're talking to you know without these, without these are these are all circumstances that happened right so that's kind of that's a counter argument that'll come up at times if you know this you know arguably best heel he ever had was himself he
0: he but he be, he was becoming that character prior to the screw job heart heart had already outed him as being you know the guy in charge of everything. So I think he still can. But that
1: that power play was what made him. That's what did it for him.
0: It launched him into that next stratosphere of, of being a heel. Yes. And he did so without him even doing much on screen, but there was already that, that, that the start to him becoming that that heel character. So I, I don't know if I don't I mean I think that they can still get there, obviously. I don't know that they get there that quick. But it just seems so silly to now have you 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 don't have Bret Hart and then you know four months later you don't have Shawn Michaels either and you hitched you hitched your wagon to Shawn Michaels. Especially in the condition that he was in. Hey that guy's volatile at the sun. Like it just it, it none of that makes Makes a shitload of sense for me, and Bret Hart goes to WCW. Goldberg kicks his face in, and his career's over. Mm -hmm. So, like this, this, that screw job, I think had bigger ramifications than just you know who's screwing who and all that, all that kind of BS. It was, it was, that was huge. I mean, Bret Hart, Bret Hart stays. Mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels leaves after fourteen. You still can go back to Bret and. You can still go back to Brett and Austin. You can still go back. You can still, you can do a version of the screw job. Now this is just saying that you know, Hart, Hart doesn't sign with WCW. You can still, you can do the screw job, but you can do it as an angle. And Brett can leave and he can come back, you know, uh, after 14. He can come back later on. He never got the opportunity to come back in a wrestling capacity because what happened to him in WCW. So like in retrospect, I was like, man, that shit does not make sense to me.
1: Mm. Yeah. That was the most notable happening of the year for sure. The, The the angle was it was so good though, I mean they could have gone with something else, but just the what was that feud was so good the way it was there was a lot of realism to it. I was gonna say they did Brett didn't need to win the fucking title again, but that whole business was great Mm -hmm. in setting up this grudge match, right? Um. Yeah, it would have been nice if they would have come up with another way to to take care of that. Obviously, having Hitman around longer would have been. You never got to see a Hitman and Rock match, you know. Right. Yeah, you could have done the Hitman Austin thing. For
0: they could have headlined. Years.
1: Could have headlined every event, and it would have right. been to the match of the night every night. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was. It was a miss, but it's you know it's the, those circumstantial things like you mentioned Michael's being gone. Mm-hmm. Is Michael's even in that spot where he's taking that bump where that's gonna, you know, or I think something my, else that's gonna there's something else that's gonna get him out the door, you know.
0: I think I think yeah, I was gonna say I think Michael's is gone, if not after WrestleMania 14 because of that bump that he took in the casket. I think he's gone because of his his uh, substance abuse issues. Uh, I think he was already walking a fine line at this time either way, so i don't I don't think that he might not be gone right after fourteen, but I don't think he sticks around much longer after um whether it's for him to go get uh the help that he needed or if it's them just sick of his shit,
1: yeah, yet they had the they had the whole company tied to him, yeah, all year you know until. Interesting stuff, you know. I thought it was interesting too how the in real time when you're watching DX do do their thing, it's it's despicable shit. Mm-hmm. It's like we remember it fondly. <laughs> you know? It's like these guys were not good guys. I mean, funny, sure. Yeah. I mean, smoking sarges or wife, you know, the whole peace pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we got a new series coming out.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: We're going to take we're going to take the the time machine back a year or two and go to a, a different company. This is going to be a total <laughs> total whatever switch switcheroo happening here. And what are we going to cover there?
0: We're going to do Starcade 1995. To Starcade, 1996. So that'll be that'll be interesting. We'll, we'll obviously get the the Outsiders and the, the formation of the NWO. We'll get some sweet, sweet Dungeon of Doom action.
1: Oh, we'll get, yeah. We'll
0: get some Hulkster hulking up. We'll get some Benoit. We'll get some Eddie G. We'll get a little Rey Mysterio action. We'll get the giant. I don't think we get the smoking giant. Like we just get the regular giant uh definitely get the dungeon of doom i hope we see a little dave sullivan uh we definitely see some kevin sullivan uh guarantee that there's going to be a, a road warrior's appearance cuz they just fucking pop up everywhere <laughs> so no matter what year we're in there's a, there's a road warrior situation uh it's it's uh i think it's going to be a lot of fun especially taking the wcw at this at the that this time period is i mean hulkster has been there for a short period of time cuz we will obviously we do that we do, like, the flagship events, right? The tent poles we do from, you know, that's WrestleMania to WrestleMania. This is going to be Starrcade to Starrcade. So this is not long after Hogan has been with the company. Uh, so the, he's still kind of finding his, his uh, I guess, footing in WCW. WCW as a company at this time is really... Finding their footing, they haven't really come on strong quite yet. So it's 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 going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. I can't wait, man. we'll do we'll do a little preview show before we kick off the episode. I'm looking forward to Alex Wright. I'm looking forward to Johnny B. Bad. I'm looking forward to I, all of them, man. Lighter. I I, 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 saw for, for
1: them, out, I saw who we get for an announce there. I saw who we get for an announced team for at least the first event. Dusty Rhodes, Bobby the Brain. Yes. Shivani. Can you imagine? Well, that's I another mean, thing.
0: Like, having Bobby the Brain back, listening to Bobby the Brain on commentary, listening to Dusty on commentary. Like this is gonna be this is gonna be one of the funner years that I think that we could we could possibly go through because of the outrageousness of early WCW in this from Starcade ninety five to Starcade ninety six. To the end of the year being as as real as they're trying to be with the NWO, so it's it's going to be a very interesting run of episodes, and I'm 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 looking forward to it. Man, I tell you already, wrestler of the year is Alex Wright. I mean, we'll cover it on the preview show, but I'm just letting you know it's Alex Wright.
1: Not giving any love to Dave Sullivan.
0: Yeah, well, I'm a Dave Sullivan guy, but trust me, it's Alex Wright. You know what would have made uh, Starcade 95 and Starcade 96 better? Huh. Heavenly Bodies, Bret Hart.
1: I think Disco Inferno's in there.
0: Disco Inferno is in there, man. They're, they're, like they're, that's the, the that'll be the fun thing too. Like they, they have so many, they had so many like different teams and stuff like that. Like part of me wants to do a year of Duke and Rogue and we we just find all the WCW worldwide episodes that ever were. <laughs> just go through all the worldwides. <laughs> They had so many different guys out I mean, Craig Pitman, Pittman, Ciclope, and Super Colo, Kevin the Sullivan,
1: Blue Bloods,
0: the Blue Bloods, and the Four Horsemen, and Conan. And like, it's there's so much good. The, the Loch Ness, they had a fucking Loch Ness monster,
1: <laughs> Vianos one through six.
0: Yeah, the Vianos, disorderly conduct. Right? Like there's just so many ice train. Fucking ice
1: train. American males. American right? males.
0: American males. American <laughs> males.
1: <laughs> yeah, gonna... You're your guy Taylor's guy. Yeah, you your, guy, ta-
0: yeah your guy, your guy's Taylor's guy. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. There's just there's so much. Paul Orndorff, right? A little pretty wonder. I don't know if Pretty Wonderful is still together.
1: Oh, Mr. We'll Wonderful. Know.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. That there's a lot of good. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward. I think there's a lot of managers too. Managers come back. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm I'm so excited. I'm pretty pumped about the preview episode. I think the preview episode is going to be a lot of fun, and then we'll jump right into Starcade '95. They're they're following that. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I really hope that. Uh, I really hope it doesn't suck. <laughs>
1: Uh, and with that, we want to thank you for tuning in to the year of Duke and Rogue. I'm Duke Fags.
0: He's Kevin Rogue. Kevin Rogue, don't you take away my dramatic
1: pause. And, uh, well, they're, they're getting horny for the action over here. Slide one in there.